audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello, my name is Mark Houston, and welcome to this edition of Doc Talk uh, with Monument Health. Joining me today is Dr. Luis Hernandez. Uh, he is a doctor here in Rapid City that specializes in general cardiology with an, inter, uh, with an interest in heart failure. Uh, he belongs to the American Medical Association, the American College of Physicians, the American College of Cardiology, uh, the Heart Failure Society of America. That's a lot, doctor. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like a lot to me right now that you're saying it. It's not the same one. You know, right. I, I think about it, but it, it does sound a lot. Thank you, Mark, for having me here today. Yes, absolutely. Um, and now, when I saw the, the first topic that we were going to talk about, uh, not knowing a lot about it personally, I thought, oh, boy, this could be a 14-part series. Because I think when people hear the word heart failure, they think, well, that's everything that's wrong with your heart. And I don't think that's necessarily true, correct? Uh, correct. And that's, you know, I think that's one of the reasons we picked the topic. Um, because most of my patients, when they hear the term heart failure, I mean, in general, everyone, not even just my patients, anyone who can hear the term heart failure gets scared, you know? Sure. Oh, my God, my, my heart is failing. Um, there's a different types of heart failure, and, and it, it kind of depends on what type of heart failure you have. But basically, the way I explain people is most of the time, heart failure, it just means that the heart is probably not pumping enough, or the heart is stiff, and it's not because of stiff, you know, kind of stiffness. It doesn't open the right way. Um, it doesn't mean the heart is failing, per se, you know, because sure. some, sometimes, for example, the stiff heart is normal. It's not even weak. It's actually a normal heart. It's just very stiff. Um, the weak heart, per se, yes, that one is weaker. Um, it will depend on how much weak it is to really call it heart failure. But, you know, as you see, it's not everything. It's just because we call it heart failure doesn't mean your heart is failing. You can have a normal heart and have heart failure, too. So it all depends on the type of heart failure that you have. I always tell my patient, hearing the term is scary, but when, you, when we talk to them and we teach about it, you know, they kind of learn that it's not as scary as it is. And you can live with heart failure if you get you know, the right treatment, I think you can have a normal life. And that's actually my goal. And maybe, and, and that's a, a, an intro, maybe we should have started with, um, you know, I, I think everybody has a basic understanding of how your heart works and what it does. Um, but maybe if you could um, maybe simplify that a little bit about exactly how your heart does what it does. Yeah. So the way I explain my patient is um, the heart, you know, have four chambers, okay, two in the top and two in the bottom. The ones in the bottom are the ones that push blood. Exactly the left side is the one that push blood to all your body. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's where heart failure comes into the term. Um, when the left side um, of the heart doesn't pump enough, okay, meaning that it, because it's weak, because the heart muscle is weaker, that's what we call systolic heart failure. Or the new term is reduced, um, heart failure will reduce ejection fraction. So we use what we call the ejection fraction as the kind of like the number to have an idea how weak is your heart, mm -hmm. okay? There are some people who had a normal ejection fraction, um, and that's the, the heart is normal, in theory is normal, but the heart is just stiffer, meaning that it's just very stiff, and the heart, again, is normal, but it's stiff. It doesn't open appropriately, and that's what we call diastolic heart failure or heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. So those are the two types that we actually have. Okay. You know? I can all right that I, that makes sense. Um, so what are if if somebody is 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 listening to this and is sitting at home and and uh, you know maybe thinks I wonder ooh, could that be what I'm actually going through right now? What are some of the the symptoms that people 
should look for yeah, before so, they come to you? Yeah, so the, it's, it's very similar in both men's and females. It's the same symptoms. There is a little bit, a slight difference between them, but I will talk about in general, and sure. then I will explain a little bit about the difference. Uh, but basically, uh, all of them will complain of feeling short of breath or having out of breath with minimal exertion. They will notice gain weight, and they're probably not eating more. They're not drinking more. It's just water weight. You know, you start accumulating water. Now, I was going to say, now, on that topic, yeah, why would you start to gain weight? It's because of the water accumulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I will explain you that in a second. But, you know, let me tell you about other symptoms, and then we can go back to that. Excellent. Um, So you have gained weight. They will have leg swelling. Most of the, you know, people will say, oh, my ankles look puffier than than usual. Um, A lot of people cannot lay flat, you know, and and they have to sleep upright because they feel that they get out of breath. Um, the the gain weight again is the, one of the most uh, prominent symptoms. They will feel fatigue. They will feel tired. Depending on how weak is the heart, they can even get confused. So again, depends on how much is how how strong is your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have you mentioned the term ejection fracture. And let me just kind of tell people what it is, so so we have an idea. Uh, so the ejection fraction of the heart, a normal heart, is around 52 to 75, okay, which is important to understand because it's not 100. You know, a lot of people told me, oh, my God, I have heart failure, and they told me my heart is 30%. It's 30% from 50, okay, from that 52, not from 100, which is important. It's a big difference from 100 to 30 than to 50 to 30, right? Um, so that's the first thing. So what is ejection fraction? That's a number we can get typically using an ultrasound, you know, to you know take pictures of the heart. And that number tells me in a way or another how, how, how much your heart is pumping, how much blood is pumping outside, you know, mm-hmm. to the body, basically. Excellent. Okay, okay. so, so those, are, those are generally most of the symptoms that people will have for that. <laughs> and so when they start to feel this, um, you know, how, how urgent is it for them to, to come to, to you or make an appointment? I think they should do an appointment as soon as possible. You know, if they cannot see a cardiologist, I think you should, they should start with at least with a primary care physician. Sure. Um, you were, I know you were asking me before um, um, how, why these people have these symptoms. Okay? Yeah. And, and it's very an interesting explanation. The explanation is imagine your heart, instead of being pumping everything normally, okay, um, and because the heart is weak, all the water, and instead of going out, you know, to the rest of your body, it's just back in staying in your lungs, going back to your, you know, the back of the heart, the right side of the heart. So everything is backing, going to your belly, going to your legs, because the heart is pumping, but it's not able to pump the normal 50. Instead of 50, it's just pumping 30%. So that extra volume will still stay here, you know, and it will accumulate. And first, the first organ that get affected is the lung. So that's the reason they cannot breathe when they're flat, because there's water in the lungs, you see? Yes. And then when you start going back, it's going down. Your belly gets bloated, too, because you're accumulating water in your belly. And then the legs. So the most common symptom, though, is the leg. That's how everyone started. I did mention to you females and males mm-hmm. have different symptoms. They're similar but different. Um, one of the things is heart failure is, again, it's common in both. What do we, do, what do we know from, um, from the females in general is that females can have... Um, more atypical symptoms in general when when it comes to blockages, but they're the similar. I mean, they're similar in symptoms. There's actually no much different. The difference is female probably will present with out of breath, and a man will present like chest pain, having like a real heart attack. That's, you know, we haven't talked about that. But what are the causes of heart mm-hmm. failure? Okay, the main cause is is heart attacks or a blockage in your heart. Okay. 
Can it also be, um, it, does hereditary, uh, the hereditary features play a lot into this too? Is that, is that like, if somebody in your family has it, you really should watch for it? Yes. So it can, though. Okay. It, it will depends, though. Um, the familial cardiomyopathies are not the most common ones, though. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, they're not, not the number one group. The number one group is people related with blockages or heart attacks in the past. That's very common in the United States now, especially with diabetes, obesity, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have multiple risk factors. So the main one, again, is blockages. And that's like our first step. We need to rule that out first. Um, then the second, the other common causes can be high blood pressure, especially in females. You can have arrhythmias, which is abnormal rhythms of the heart. And then, again, we can have those familial ones, but it's not common. Oh, when do we think about familial? We think about when you have young people with family history of who had heart disease or heart failure very young, people who require, have family who require transplant. So it's not a common thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the most common thing to look into it. Okay. So a lot of people now would be thinking, well, if, if you know, I've got, this, I've got the symptoms, I kind of understand what it is. Um, I don't, I don't want it, right? I do not want to have any sort of heart failure. So are there steps that you can take to make sure that your risk is extremely low? Yes. So, so the question is how we prevent it, right? right. How, we, how can we prevent right. heart failure? So unfortunately, um, heart failure has been growing. You know, it's a growing disease, you mm-hmm. know, in the last couple of years. Um, actually, we know already that after age 40, there is one of every five Americans will have heart failure, which is a big number, right? It's not, it's not even a small number. Um, we know that it's going to be like triple size of heart failure, you know, in the next couple of years. And, and why is this? Because we have a lot of new diseases. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people with obesity, a lot of people with high blood pressure. Um, so all those comorbidities, comorbidity means other diseases, actually affect the heart in different ways. So the way, the only way we can prevent it is make sure we're up to date. You know, with your go to your primary, make sure you have all your visits. You know, make sure that if you have high blood pressure, that this should be taken care of. If you are diabetic, this should be taken care of. Doing exercise, it helps a lot. Um, so most of the time, it's kind of pre-planning, kind of do prevention, prevention medicine. Mm-hmm. Is is there going to be? Do you think there'll ever be a cure for it on the horizon? Do you think there'll ever be a legitimate? cure for heart failure? Um, well, because I, I don't I, think there is right now. Uh, it's, we have treatment, not, treatment, a, not sure. an actual, not an actual cure, mm-hmm. but we have treatments and, and people, I always tell my patients and with the right treatment, you can have a normal life. And, and I think that's my goal. You know, and right. that's one of the things I do in, in Monument Health is, you know, I'm the actual dedicated cardiology in the heart failure. And, and the idea is to open an actual heart failure service so we can serve more, you know, a bigger amount of population. So we're trying to get bigger from that standpoint. Um, but we don't have a cure per se, uh, but we can treat it. And if you treat it appropriately with, you know, with the right medications, with the right physicians, you should have a normal life. And know? I know you touched on this a little bit um, about testing for it. Uh, what if somebody comes in and wants, you know, you, you think that, OK, maybe maybe you have it. Then what's the next step for them? In so, the, so after your physician or, or your cardiologist, you know, whoever thinks you have heart failure, mm-hmm. the next step is to do an ultrasound of the heart. That's the most reliable test that we have so far. It's very simple. It's inexpensive. It's not even invasive. It's basically an ultrasound of your chest. You know, you're going to get some gel. You mm-hmm. can use an ultrasound probe and take some pictures. Um, and then from there, we decide what is your ejection fraction. Once we know that, you know, how much we know how much your heart is pumping, we need to figure it out if this is diastolic or preserved versus a weak heart or systolic or reduce ejection fraction. And the treatments are totally different. 
Uh, interesting enough, females, for example, tend to have more diastolic or more preserved heart failure compared to men. And the reason behind it, men typically have more heart attacks than females. Um, females, again, have more atypical symptoms than men. Um, but, you know, that's the treatment is based on that. Okay. Um, this has been uh, this is I've this has been a very fascinating conversation to have with you, uh, Doctor. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, it is. Is there um, here in in Rapid City at Monument Health? Um, can almost all of this almost all of this can be done here in Rapid City once it's been diagnosed, right? I mean, yes. there's everything I, can be done. I tell I always tell my my patients that there's nothing that we don't have in Monument that I, you know I was training Cleveland Clinic, right? And I'm you know as I mentioned that's where I I, I go uh-huh. next, um, and there's nothing else that you know we don't have in Cleveland Clinic that we didn't have here. Everything can be done right here. Everything can be done here. Now, exactly. You uh um uh, kind of a little bit on a, on a personal note, you are originally from Honduras, yep. correct? And you've mm-hmm. been in the United States for 8 years now? 7 years. 7 years? Yep. And you've been 1 year here in Rapid City. Yes. Um and it's interesting you told me you're here because you like the cold and I you're, know. The, you're the first person <laughs> that I believe has ever said something like that. I know, but, but I you know. know. It's it's beautiful here. I love um, it. And uh do you, do you have hobbies? Um, I do. Like, like I do. I like of... I like hiking. You know, even oh, like well, this weekend. You know, it was, right. still was raining, but like we're not able to go on the you know on the weekend. But mm-hmm. on Saturday, but on Sunday we went. It was muddy though. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. I like I like the Flume Trail because I have an English bulldog, oh, and he's like me. He yes. doesn't like the heat. Right. So <laughs> so we can put him in the water when he get overheat. No. So speaking of an English bulldog, do they are are they generally dogs that like to hike? I mean, do they like? I don't to, think I don't, so. <laughs> That's my point. So we have to have like water so we can put him in, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Um, well, I know we, uh, we're going to want to continue this conversation here in uh, the upcoming episodes with you, uh, Dr. Hernandez. And uh, I know I believe next time we're going to want to talk a little bit about um, COVID and heart failure. Uh, because I think uh, with, with, with long-haul COVID specifically, I think that's an issue, correct? So we'll yep. get into that here next time. So uh, thank you very much, Doctor, for uh, having this conversation, and I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much for having me here today. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.